Hi everyone, and welcome to another bonus episode of Cooking Outside the Box. I never thought that Hillary and I could talk about wine for three episodes. Actually, it's five episodes now. Okay, maybe I did know that we could talk about wine over five episodes, but this is our third episode talking about splurge-worthy wines. Um, we kind of went all over the place here, uh, and I even took you on a horizontal tasting of Tempranillo in here too. So uh, that's a little bit different. Um, we also talked about uh, how the pandemic has changed the way we can buy wine. So hint, hint, restaurant bottle shops are a big thing these days. And um, I talked a little bit about wine subscriptions and uh, some bubbly and a few other things. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode and uh, we'll be coming to you uh, later on with uh, follow-up episodes when the mood strikes us. Enjoy. Yeah, we need to open things up a little bit so that oh, we can get don't different we things. Don't. Actually, that is one of the positive things of the pandemic. And I haven't explored it as much as I should have, but all of the um, all of the restaurants in my neighborhood, I live in a very restaurant heavy neighborhood here in Toronto. They're all selling wine directly uh, from their sellers and they're getting, they don't buy their wine from the LCBO. They buy their wine from, you know, wine agents and importers right. directly. And so they get stuff that you could never find at the LCBO. Mm -hmm. So that's another sort of good um, thing. And, you know, most restaurants either have a sommelier on staff or they're, or they, they hired a sommelier to build their wine list for, for them. So yeah. they can talk to you about the different wines. And it's not like going into the LCBO where there's like thousands of different bottles that you can choose from. They might have 25 or 30 bottles in, in there and they know their wines really, really well. And if you say, I like this, or I like that, they can sort of recommend a wine yeah. for you in a particular price range, you know, depending on what you're looking for. And I think right now they're not selling their wines for as much as they would be selling them for if you were to dine in at the dine restaurant, in, like yes. back when we used to be able to dine in at restaurants. So they're a little bit less expensive than the dine-in price, but there's obviously a markup on them because, you know, that's how they they have to make their money somehow. Right. Um, so that would be another thing I'd recommend like people mm. go and check out some of their local restaurants, um, independent restaurants, because they all have bottle shops these days. Right. And so just go and check them out and see what they've got and, yeah. you know, try yeah. different, try different things. It's a great way, but then it becomes disappointing if you can't then find that bottle, find it again, but again. you know, good memories, right. That you were, you know, that you had that, oh, remember that great bottle we got from such and such during the pandemic? I mean, that's, that's a great recommendation of something to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, I think a lot of times, um, you know, people will go to a restaurant, and they'll order a bottle, and they'll love it. And then they'll take a picture of the label, and they'll go to the LCBO and try and find it. And of course, they can never find Gosh, it. But in it. the before times, you couldn't buy that wine directly from the restaurant but now you can't right. yeah which I think so, is fantastic yeah so you know it just means you, you won't be able to buy it at the LCBO but you can go back to your yeah. local shop and, or local restaurant and and buy it from them directly and help keep your your small restaurants in business wouldn't it be nice if that carried on I'm I'm really hoping it will I don't see any reason why it won't so I'm going to change gears a little bit, unless okay. do you have another splurge, unless you have another splurge worthy wine that you wanted to talk about. Oops. 
I had just one other thing that I wanted to mention, which was a white. Do you want to oh, talk about oh white? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a white. Yeah. I have one white okay. as well. So you go first. So <laughs> so I shouldn't I shouldn't say it's a white because it's not. It's pink. Oh, a pink. I know. So you know me. I'm I'm the one trick pony when it comes to white. But when I was thinking about things that were splurge worthy, I went back in in my uh, memory to a winery we mentioned in, you know, when we talked previously, two sisters in mm. Niagara, they make a pink bubbly. Mm. And it's called Lush Sparkling. And my family came to visit from the UK. So my stepmom and my stepbrother and his wife. And we went to um, Niagara so that, that um, my stepbrother and his wife could go and see Niagara Falls and, you know, all those lovely things. But we stayed in, in uh, Niagara on the lake. And um, we went to Two Sisters for dinner. And they have a fabulous restaurant, which, you know, has the range from a nice um, wood oven pizza Mm-hmm. to you know to more sort of high-end things on the menu and so to start our meal we thought okay well let's celebrate right because it was towards the end of their trip and uh so we ordered we said to the waiter you know do you have anything that has some bubbles to it he's like I've got just the thing for you so it was this amazing um pink bubbly and you know my Sauvignon Blanc it it wasn't sweet it was sort of had those nice citrus notes to it mm-hmm um and just a little like almost like a cranberry ish but with that bubbly sort of creaminess that that it just it's light it's delicious and we actually we bought a bottle I think we still have it we brought it home with us because it was just we were like oh that would be nice to have another time so and how much was that it was so I, I actually had to look it up um so it's $53.54. Okay. So a bit of a splurge, but yeah. it has bubbles. So it's lovely. Nice. Actually, yeah. that reminds me. So there, there's one I didn't have on my list until you just mentioned about bubbles. So at Christmas, I was in the county, uh, in Prince Edward mm. County at my sister's. And uh, we had uh, something called County Clement. So mm. like champagne method, but using right. local grapes. And yeah. It sells for, um, I don't have the bottle in front of me uh, to say who the wine, I want to say it's like Grange Winery or something. I have to Mm. look it up. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head what the name of the winery was, but it was just called the the County Clement. And it's about $35, $35, $38 a bottle. The interesting thing about it is that the bottle opening is like a beer cap. So you just oh, interesting. pop it off. So it looks like one of those quart bottles of beer. Well, you might not remember that, but growing up in Quebec, we had the quart bottles of beer of like Labatt 50. That's what right. everybody, that's what everybody's dad drank, like the big giant bottles of Labatt 50 with, uh, yeah, and you just pop the top off. Anyway, so this County Clement has that type of opening, like a beer bottle. So um, not a twist, it's not a twist top beer bottle. Right. You have you to actually use, yeah, you need to use an opener, but you just like pop the top off. And uh, I, I bought a couple of bottles. I bought two bottles um, and I opened one at Easter this year. And oh, it, it's, it's lovely. Who, who's the, uh, who's it by? So it is Grange. Grange. Winery. Okay. So I was yep. right about that. Yeah. $37. Print- okay. 
Yeah. And it's, it's lovely. It's, it's, it was almost like an amber color, like a golden yeah. amber, maybe slightly orange, but not quite orange. Um, and just, it has so much flavor. It's got all the bubbles and everything that you mm. you're looking for and uh, very, very easy drinking. And just like my criticism sometimes of, of, of bubbling, bubbly wine, sparkling wine, champagne, Prosecco, Cava, all that stuff is sometimes that it just doesn't have any flavor. Like yeah. I like flavor in my wine, right? I don't want something that's just like kind of a flat flavor. I like, I mm -hmm. like, you know, a yeastiness or like something, right. a butteriness or something like that. Anyway, this one is, it's, it's lovely, really, really nice for $37. Oh. So yeah, look out for the Great. County Cremant by Grange. Yeah, and another good reason to go to the county, right? Yes, yes. Once lockdown's over. That's right. Once lockdown, once lockdown is over. Yeah. Cause my other white is, um, and I think, I think I might've mentioned this briefly last time when we were talking about Sauvignon Blanc. So, you know, if you want to kind of graduate from, uh, you know, your typical New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, uh, go to France and go to Sancerre. Mm -hmm. So Sancerre is just, it's the same grape. It's mostly, it's going to be a, a bit of a blend, but it's mostly going to be Sauvignon Blanc. It's got that light crispiness that you're looking for, but it doesn't have the in-your-face fruitiness that um, a lot of the New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs have. So the one that I like, um, it's about $30 a bottle, $31 a bottle. Oh, I just had it and it disappeared. Uh, and it's called... Um, uh, Les Barons, B-A-R-O-N-N-E-S. Mm. So it's come almost like Baroness, right? Les Baroness, Les wow. Barons. Um, and it's a Sancerre from, uh, from France. Oh, you can okay. almost always get it at, uh, okay. at, the, at the LCBO. I think it's like $32, something like that. Yeah, $31.95. Henri Bourgeois, Les Barons Sancerre. So that's so, not bad at all, right? Yeah, $31.95. And then another region that also is predominantly uh, Sauvignon Blanc. So white Bordeaux are often predominantly Sauvignon Blanc, but you know, you, you can also, uh, it might have some other grapes in it as well. And then the other is uh, Puy Frume is ah. uh, the other sort of Right. predominantly Sauvignon Blanc, but again, mostly blends in France as opposed to yeah. single varietals in their wines. Uh, so if you're looking for something, if you like that sort of, you like the flavor of um, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, but you want to maybe try something different, go right. to either Sancerre or Puy Fumé. And uh, the North American equivalent of that is sometimes called Fumé Blanc. Fumé Blanc, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Hidden Bench in Niagara makes a Fumé Blanc, which ah, is yes. again around 35-ish dollars, something like that. I can't remember the exact amount. Um, so if you're looking for something equivalent in, in Canadian wine, you could go with the Fumé Blanc. Right. right. Um, I think I've had that Hidden Bench one, actually. And it's more, much more robust than a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, like yeah, they just have more, more body to them. Like they just, yep. they seem to have a little bit more heft and uh, not quite as light and crisp, but it's, it doesn't have the oakiness that Chardonnays have, like your Chablis right. and your Chardonnays have got a lot yeah. more oakiness to them. So, um, but on that, on that note, I mean, I know we talked about Chardonnay last time, neither one of us really being big fans of Chardonnay. If you have an unoaked Chardonnay, it often has the crispness to it that you yeah. get in a Sauvignon Blanc, as opposed to, you know, 
your typical heavily oaked Chardonnays, which is what most, what we mostly get. Right. That yeah, are, you know, buttery and that butteriness. Yeah. yeah that buttery just... popcorn, you know, caramelly kind of yeah. flavors, which is just because of and vanilla and all of that, which is nice in a red wine, but I don't really like that in a, in a white wine. No. So, no. Um, I, yeah. you know, if I'm, if I'm going to have popcorn, I'm going to have popcorn. I don't yeah. have it in my wine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I just want to end in talking about my, my Tempranillo experiment tonight. Yes, do tell. So we were talking about splurge worthy wines. And so I was looking through my, my tiny little cellar that has 30 bottles in it in my bedroom closet, because there's nowhere else <laughs> I have in my condo that's dark enough and quiet enough to then, you know, the closet in my bedroom. Luckily, I have large closets. But anyway, so I, I found this bottle of Tempranillo that you had given me from three sisters in right. uh, Okanagan from Naramata Bench. Um, and so I looked it up. And again, it's around $30, 25 yep. to $30, sort of in that range. So not like crazy expensive. Um, and I had just bought a bottle of my favorite Tempranillo, which is the Baronia, the yeah. Um, especial, uh, the one that's in the, the red and black one that's 1695. Uh, I just got a bottle of that. And then I had a little bit left that I had opened the other night of the $25 Baronia, which was like mm. their old vines um, from Rioja, the old vine uh, Tempranillo. So I like, hey, why don't I like do like a tasting side by side of um, these three different Tempranillos to see how much they were the same, how much they were different from each other. Also the price point. So the two, like the, the, uh, the Baronia, uh, old vines and the three sisters were similar price points around $25 a bottle. Okay. The other one, which was the, um, the other Baronia is $17. So, you know, that's where your okay. big gap is. So just for comparison, uh, the $17 Baronia is uh, it was a 2019, it's 14 and a half percent alcohol. So it's pretty high oh, okay. in alcohol wine. The $25 Baronia, the, the old vines uh, Baronia, it was a 2017 and uh -huh. that one is 14% alcohol. So just a little bit less than the right. first Baronia. And then the Three Sisters was also a 2017, but it's only 13 and a half percent alcohol. So it was interesting oh, to interesting. see like the difference going from like the more expensive wine, it was actually had less alcohol than the less expensive mm. wine, which I think maybe they do to maybe beef up the flavor or something is like put more alcohol in it. I need yeah, to maybe look into that. that. That was largely a criticism of the the wines that we were talking about last time. They were like two by fours. They were sort of mm -hmm. dimensional and sort of really high alcohol. Right. Yeah. That some that sometimes they they make up for what they lack in flavor by just giving you a lot more alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so the interesting thing about these three wines is that they're actually more alike than they are dissimilar, which I fully expected between the two Baronias. I'm like, well, they're, yeah. it's the same producer. They're both from Spain, from Rioja. Uh, they're both Tempranillo grapes, you know, so I mm -hmm. fully expected them to be very similar. Um, I wasn't expecting the three sisters to be as similar to them as it mm. was. It mm. definitely has some differences. So there was a funkiness in, so I'll, I'll tell you what's the same about them. They're all like a really deep ruby red color. Uh, so okay. in color, they're almost identical. The, now that this, they've been open a little bit longer, um, 
the Canadian one, the Three Sisters, is a bit more garnet colored than the other two. Uh-huh. The other two have maintained their sort of real ruby red, like quite purple sort of color. But now that this one's been open, it started to get a bit more garnet in color. But when they were first okay. open, they were identical in color. I could not tell them apart at all. And the same thing, like in terms of like the viscosity and how dense the color was and all of that, they were identical to each other. Mm. Um, they all have a very strong uh, ripe red fruit. So right. it's got your raspberries, it's got your cherries, but not young raspberries or cherries, like nice, ripe, round Mm. berry, red berry fruit. And one of them, uh, I got a, uh, I think it was the the $25 Baronia, uh, the old vine at one point, because I, you know, I kept going back to them and like Mm -hmm. smelling them again and and tasting them again, had almost like a red licorice uh, nose to it. Like all of a sudden it was like, oh, it smells like, like nibs or, (laughs) you know, Twizzlers or something. Like it had like that red licorice sort of flavor to it, which I didn't notice in the other two. Um, so they all had, and they all had that sort of leathery vanilla, a little bit smoky, um, you know, ripe red fruit. So they were all very similar that way. The only difference with the three sisters from Naramata was it, it was a little bit funkier. Like it did def- had a bit more of a barnyardy kind of uh, um, uh, uh, nose to it. You could kind of taste it a little bit in the wine, um, not in an offensive way, just in a, oh, this is a little bit different kind of way. So um, anyway, that's so would, interesting. Yeah. So, but they, it wasn't like it was a complete departure. Like, you know how sometimes you taste a grape and it's like, this doesn't taste like any other Tempranillo or Grenache or Cabernet or anything that I've yeah. ever had. This, like, they were very similar in a lot of ways. You knew you were um, drinking a Tempranillo. Yes. Yeah. Could I have blind tasted it? No. Mm. Like, if someone had given it to me and said, okay, what do you drink? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I need to no, get my like, I need to get my blind tasting legs back underneath I, me, right? Yeah. You know what? We could try that, you know, once we're allowed to actually be in the same room. Cause That's I right. guess that you would be able to to pick out a Tempranillo versus, you know, like some other red blend. I think that particularly because I think that's what those um, Baronias have done for us, right? We know we love that, mm-hmm. that flavor profile, which was actually what made us buy that Three Sisters when we were, we were in BC. Mm-hmm. And it was not a wine um, trip it was a trip to go and watch the rugby seven. So, I mean, it was like, <laughs> you know, you weren't thinking about sophisticated wine, but um, there was a wine shop near the place we were staying and we found it and, and we were like, oh, this is worth a try. And so we went back and bought it um, to bring home. Well, it's it fantastic. Yum. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess you probably gave it to me like around this time last year, I it stayed at your place was. looking after Scruffy. You did. I was, and you gave me that bottle of wine. And so, yeah, so I just opened yeah. it tonight. That's so, nice. Scruffy yeah, still a... talks about you looking after him. Oh, does he? <laughs> yes, he loves that. It's like, Remember that time think... Leslie came and stayed with me? Yeah, it was so great. I love that. That was great. <laughs> Can we do that again? <laughs> you let me sleep on the bed with her. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would totally love. Okay, so this, this works really well for for a podcast i'm holding up a bottle yes it's black and it has two letters on it qp and those letters are qp do you remember this 
I do not. So it was um, the tasting where we tried all the different um, baronias. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this, as we were sort of going through cleaning out the wine fridge recently, I was like, oh, I completely forgot about this. And so we we had bought that this at that wine show after that tasting. Um, so it is a blend. Because it, it has Pete's initials. <laughs> That's right. Well, backwards, but Peter. yeah. yeah. Tempranillo Graciano Granacha Tinta. Um, but I just looked it up and... Um, you, you can find it on the Lickbow website because that was where we bought it from at that wine show. Um, Metiera Dominum QP 2009 Tempranillo, uh, $62, but you can't find it anymore, unfortunately. Right, I guess you can find it somewhere. You just have to find where. Probably available in like Hearst and Sioux Lookout and... <laughs> ha Hazel Dean and Castle Frank Market Square in ottawa that's it oh okay so <laughs> ottawa friends run out to ottawa friends <laughs> go buy this it's unfortunately 62 dollars a bottle the bottle is really really thick and really really heavy but um this i think would be really good to try um when we try that black hills tempranillo right mm. because that would be really good to compare what again two completely different regions have um have done yeah. Great. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, maybe we need to like do a third episode of this where we talk about, <laughs> uh, you know, taking like grapes. I don't know if it's called a vertical tasting necessarily. Usually vertical is like three wines or so from the same producer, but like yes. different, which different years or different uh, quality of wine. Yeah. But a horizontal, yeah. I guess, is when you take three. A horizontal. Yeah, horizontal tasting where you take three of the same grape, but from three different regions to see yeah. how it tastes in those different regions. So that's a real progression in the episodes because we end up horizontal at the end of it. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, <laughs> right? Quite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and so that's what like, I always want to encourage people to like branch out and try something different than like there's nothing wrong with liking what you like like we all like what we like and sometimes you just want to go and grab a bottle off the shelf because you know it's your mm. go-to and mm -hmm. you know but like I don't know it's fun to kind of stretch yourself every once in a while and you know try something different and oh, you know, sure. so you're not always drinking the same thing all the time so yeah yeah and especially now you know, when drinking is more, perhaps slightly more often. Um, yeah. Well, it's the only the entertainment variety. we have these days. Right. The variety thing is the thing that, that, yeah, it yeah. keeps life interesting. Right. Yeah. I think what I need to do is, is go like on a little walkabout in my neighborhood and stop in at a couple of different um, restaurants and buy a bottle of wine from the idea. restaurants to try something different. Yeah. Yeah, because there are like probably a dozen restaurants within walking distance of my place. So I can right. easily go and, and get something, um, get something different to try. I could do the same. I was in a restaurant um, just last, I think it was last Thursday um, on the, the main street in Collingwood. 
and so you can order ahead and go in and pick up your sandwich and they there's no tables left in the restaurant they're all gone but in the middle of the room is a big table with all of their wines mm. so you know what you were saying earlier i think it would be really fascinating once we're allowed um you know to do that kind of thing it would be to go in and, and sort of pick up some different things and then you know it would be good fun to talk about hey these were all the different finds and and maybe even ask the restaurants well you know yeah why why this wine or you know um you know how is it or even do a little intel on how is it going with with selling this stuff you know now that uh the world has changed. I think that would be kind of a fascinating experiment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just giving people an opportunity to try things that, you know, like we said, the LCBO just basically has such a control over what everyone in Ontario yeah. drinks. It's and, yeah. and, it, and for them, it's not like they're making a, um, like a value judgment on which wines to bring in. It's based on volume. Can volume. that, can that yeah. producer supply you with the volume that you need? And That's many, right. many producers just aren't capable of meeting the demand. So no. they don't like, they just don't uh, deal with the LCBO because they just can't produce the number of cases that are required on an annual yep. basis to be able to to supply them. Sometimes with vintages, it's a little bit different because they will sometimes I think take smaller shipments. But um, yeah, there's just so much out there that yeah. we just don't get exposed to here because um, you know the government really controls. Yeah, uh, you know, or I don't know if controls really the right word, but. Um, but they have it they have a particular way that yeah that they're bringing things in so that's that's so other than um i bought wine on vivino have you bought wines sort of through any other source? yeah i have actually um so I'm not a member anymore. I, I stopped my subscription just because I was getting ready to move and I didn't want to be bringing any more wine into my house, but um, mm. because I would have to move it. <laughs> um, right. I had a subscription to Gargoyle Wine Club. And so Gargoyle was really interesting because I, like you can um, uh, set it up to have any number of bottles shipped to you on a monthly basis. So mm. I had just the minimum subscription, which was two bottles a month. And they, and I had it set for one red and one white and right. you don't have any choice really on which wines they just send you what they want to send you for two bottles, including shipping and taxes and everything was $70 a month uh, mm. or $69 or so $69 for per right. month for two bottles shipped once a month, you would get um, these bottles sent to you. And it was great because it gave me an opportunity to try things that I wouldn't, I mean, again, not available in the LCBO. There are things mm -hmm. that I might never seek out. And I actually, there was a white that I had, and I can't remember the name of it. I, I just remember that it was a white Bordeaux. I'd have to look it up uh, to find out what the name of it was. Uh, that I just, I love so much that I actually went back and bought four more bottles from them wow. because I just really enjoyed it. And they were around $30 a bottle. So they weren't cheap. Um, mm -hmm. But so that's the thing. Like when you're spending $70 a month for two bottles, so it's $35 a bottle, uh, yeah. but that includes the taxes and the shipping and, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, not every wine is a $35 bottle. 
right? Some yeah. of the, some of them probably retail more for like 20. Some might even be less than 20, but some might be a little bit more than that. So it kind of all evens out. You're paying obviously a little bit more than you would be paying, but it gives you the opportunity to try something different yeah. that you can't get at the LCBO. So you're paying a premium for that. Right. Uh, so I, I quite liked the, um, I'm going to look it up here and see if I can find the name of it. You can I talk. think sort of that, that brand. <laughs> you talk while out. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talk. You, you um, yeah, it's just another way of branching out is finding other, other suppliers or whatever that, um, and I like that because it brings you different things. I mean, Pete and I have our, you know, wine subscriptions to different, uh, different wineries, which is great because then we get to try different things that they've done, like Black Hills with the Tempranillo and um, that kind of thing. But yeah, just having varieties that you wouldn't necessarily seek out, I think sort of forces you. But that is also one of the advantages of going and, and visiting um, different wineries in different regions where, you know, you're going to try things that you may not have had. And I think, you know, I, we talked uh, in, in the previous episode about the hair wine company in Niagara, which is sort of just doing something wildly different, you know, with this Cab Franc, Cab Sauve and, and the Baco Noir. Um, you know, it's kind of like, hey, yeah, where else are you going to sort of find that combination? Well, nowhere. It's here, right? Right. But nowhere else really does Baco Noir. So did you find it? I did find it. It's called Chateau Villa Bel Air and it's from okay. uh, Grave in France. Ah, so, right. which I believe is in Bordeaux. Uh, but yeah, it's got, the thing I like in a white wine is I like a minerality to it. Um, uh, and that's, that's I would have why, to agree with that. Yeah. Like that, like saltiness almost like yeah. salty, um, minerally, but with a little bit of like, some a little bit of fruit to it not too much fruit yeah. but uh yeah it was um uh, this one had a bit of lemony kind of mm. notes to it and stuff it was uh yeah. it was very tasty and it, and i think it retails around 30 dollars a bottle i think on vivino it says 27 dollars um mm. but uh, yeah it was it was lovely just a nice sort of easy drinking wine um and uh but, you know, again, not really available, not available at the LCBO as far as I know. Okay, well, we'll end things on this episode here. And hopefully everybody's enjoyed our little chat about our splurge worthy wines and, um, uh, and that it will encourage you to um, go out and you know, think about what your splurge worthy wines might be, mm. whether you take our recommendations or whether you uh, search out something yourself. Uh, the other thing, actually, I'm probably taking a bit more of a tangent, even though I was trying to end the episode. Um, when we went to uh, Las Vegas for our 40th birthday, <gasps> yes, we went to Emerald's restaurant at the MGM Grand. And I remember the wine list there was a binder. Like yes. it was a, like a, a, a inch and a half thick binder of overwhelming like plastic coat of paint. And, you know, we're flipping through and we had just taken that wine course. So we thought, oh, we know our wine and <laughs> like, well, look at the wine list. And it was overwhelming. It was, like, ah, ah, ah. and so totally we said to the sommelier, 
here's how much we want to spend. And this is what we like. And he recommended, uh, I believe it was a Shiraz from Australia. I don't remember which one it was. It was around at the time. So this was, you know, uh, 17 years ago. Um, uh, (laughs) It was around $60 a bottle in a restaurant US uh, because that's what we wanted to sort of spend. Um, And it was wonderful. So yeah, use the sommeliers, like ask them. Oh, absolutely. Wine lists are so overwhelming at times. Uh, yeah. the, the sommeliers could be really, really helpful if you just tell them how much you want to spend and what kind of wine you like, and they'll make a recommendation. And some of the staff at the LCBO and Vintages are like that too. At certain yeah. stores, they're really, really good. Like I think the one at the Kingsway in Toronto, like they've got a really good mm. recommendation, um, as does the Queen's Key and Summerhill. Those three locations, like they just yeah. seem to have like really knowledgeable staff in their Vintages areas where they can make recommendations if you tell them how much you want to spend and what kind of wine you typically like. And, and right. then that way, if you're spending $40 or $50 or $100 on a bottle of wine, at least that way you kind of know that you're going to be getting something that's that's good rather than spending yeah. that kind of money and then being disappointed and not really enjoying the bottle that you ended up getting. So yeah, good, good point. All right. Well, thank you again, uh, Hillary. And look well, forward to our next you. wine chat. And oh, wait. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a never ending wine journey. Cheers. Cheers. And cheers to everybody else out there, too. Yeah. I right. hope you're enjoying a good glass of wine. I hope so, too. We'll talk to you all next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you everyone for tolerating listening to me and Hillary blather on about our favorite wines. Over the last five episodes, we've talked about everything from our cheap and cheerful to our splurge-worthy wines and taken you on all kinds of weird tangents uh, as we talk about wine and our experiences around wine. So hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us as much as we enjoyed recording it. As we have future episodes coming up, uh, we'll certainly let you know. The uh, In the show notes for this episode will be a list of all the wines that we talked about in here. Unfortunately, not everything's available at your local wine shop. And depending on where you're listening, whether you're in Ontario, where we are, we talk a lot about the LCBO. Uh, but if you're in other parts of the country, you might be able to find some of this stuff in a local wine shop. Um, And if you're not, then um, you might be able to order things online. So anyway, good luck in your wine journey and uh, thanks for listening and, and hope you'll join us again soon.